Now, in the stressless in-studio, Deschutes County District Attorney Steve Gunnels is here today. Steve, good morning, sir. Good morning, Frank. Very nice to have you here today. Let's start at the top with uh, simply a, a kind of a catch-up and what is going on with the Kilby trial. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, the, the uh, Randall Kilby trial started last week, and it's a two-week trial. We expect to wrap up our case this week and have the case presented to the grand jury by Friday of this week. This is a uh, case in which Mr. Kilby is charged with killing two men, Benjamin and Jeffrey Taylor, back in March of 2021 with an axe. And uh, the the case involves uh, significant scientific evidence, DNA evidence, and so on, as well as many witnesses who have testified already and We'll have a few more witnesses to testify this week. Any surprises in the testimony you've heard so far? Uh, no real surprises. We we were uh, very familiar with the uh, the witnesses who would testify and and what we expected them to testify about. Uh, the the uh, most important witnesses are ones who were right around uh, the time of the the homicide who encountered uh, Mr. Kilby and his mother uh, in the in the immediate aftermath and then the uh, the interview of Mr. Kilby and the DNA evidence that uh, we uh, believe will will make more clear to the jury Mr. Kilby's role in that homicide. All right, well, we'll follow that uh, closely this uh, this week as things move along. Measure 110, we've been talking about that off and on for several months now. Is there, uh, are there things in the works to make adjustments to Measure 110? And first of all, let's remind everybody what Measure 110 did. Yeah, Measure 110 was a ballot measure passed by Oregon voters back in 2020. And it did two things. One, it increased funding for drug treatment programs. It, it took marijuana tax money, essentially, and, and uh, diverted that money towards drug treatment. And that, um, I'm, I'm very supportive of that. I'm supportive of treatment for drug addiction. The other thing Measure 110 did that I'm not so supportive of is it decriminalized the possession of what people call user amounts of hard drugs, things like fentanyl, methamphetamine, cocaine, heroin. And uh, the it's that latter uh, change to the law that has had, in my view, a, a pretty strong destructive effect on public safety in, in our community and around the state. Uh, decriminalizing the drug essentially took law enforcement's ability to direct people into the court system and the court system's ability to direct those people into treatment away so that uh, if somebody is caught now with, let's say, a gram of fentanyl, less than a gram of fentanyl, they are just given a ticket that they don't have to pay and there's no consequence if they don't pay it. It's uh, a problem that 
you know, we see on the streets of our communities and it's, um, you know, it comes at a very bad time because right as Measure 110 was going into effect, we saw a huge surge in the use of fentanyl, which is a, a very deadly drug. And there are a number of proposals out there to try to to rectify what we see in law enforcement, what we see as the problems with so Measure 110. What are some of those proposals then? So the overall thrust of the proposals is to strengthen the, the law so that uh, police can act and the courts can uh, put people into treatment. The one, the first thing that it does is it, it reclassifies the possession of those hard drugs as classified as a misdemeanors, uh, which means that people can't go to prison for possession of small amounts of drugs, but they can be placed on probation and ordered to go into treatment. Uh, it's uh, the first proposal is to have uh, an approach that's similar to DUI law, which says that somebody on their first offense can be ordered to go into treatment on a diversion so that if they go to treatment and do everything they're supposed to, the case gets dismissed at the end and they don't have to you know, be on probation for, for very long, maybe a year or a year and a half. So that's the first thing it does and that's an important first step the, the other proposals are to strengthen the court's ability to hold people accountable for dealing drugs. It reclassifies some of the, the uh, drug delivery charges so that uh, prosecutors can successfully uh, prosecute people who are dealing drugs in our community uh, if they're convicted of delivery of those hard drugs they are much more likely to go to prison. Ultimately, it's up to the judge, but it gives the judges the tool to, to send drug dealers to prison. Another thing that the proposals do is they give the jails the ability to hold people accused of dealing drugs in custody until a judge makes a release decision. Currently, under the law, if somebody is arrested for delivery of drugs, uh, they are released typically before a judge ever has a chance to say you need to be in jail until you go to trial and the proposal would change that and the last thing that the proposal does is it uh, supports drug courts around the state uh, you know currently our drug court program in Deschutes County is has shut down and uh, it's a it's a complex number of reasons that that our drug court shut down but one of the reasons has to do with uh, you know measure 110 took away a number of potential candidates for drug court because there's no criminal accountability for drug possession and uh, the other thing that it did is it um, it had uh, a a situation where there was not enough funding to keep a um, a supervisor in uh, the court system hired so we couldn't uh, keep people in the in the drug court program long enough to make this the program work and so uh, they the drug court program shut down here I'm very hopeful that the drug court program can can come online again in some form 
in the future because it really does do a lot of good work for people who are addicted to drugs. Now, are we expecting the legislature to take this up like in February? Yeah, that's the goal. This this proposal is from the uh, Sheriff's Association, the Chiefs of Police, the League of Oregon Cities, and the District Attorneys Association. And it's it's getting a good reception in the legislature now. And when the legislature goes back for their short session, I believe Measure 110 is going to be one of the first things that the legislature addresses. And basically what 110 did, it, it took away the consequences for having small amounts of, of drugs. That's right. It You know, it, it converted what had been a crime, the crime of possession of controlled substance, into what's called a Class E violation, which is a maximum $100 fine. The problem is that if the person doesn't pay the $100 fine, there's no consequence for it. The compliance with even the E violation has been less than 1% compliance, which to me isn't surprising, but it's abysmal. And uh, this would this would add uh, some strength to our ability to deal with drug addiction in a, in a more meaningful way. All right, so we'll look to the future in the next couple of months and see uh, what that does. Are these proposals, you said it was from the State Association of Sheriffs, so this is pretty consistent as to what will be presented to the legislature? Yeah, this is what we already have presented to them, and, and they've been receptive to the ideas. You know, obviously the legislative process is, as they say, like making sausage, a lot goes into the decisions and, and what comes out on the other side of the, the sausage-making machine is uh, often different than what goes in. But we do expect there to be some fixes to Measure 110, uh, you know, come the end of the legislative session. All right. We've got a couple of minutes left. I wanted to ask you about grand juries. You address the grand juries on a monthly basis. Yeah, every every month we have a new grand jury that that comes in and grand jury just to step back a little bit that's a group of seven people they're drawn at random just like jury duty uh, grand jurors come in and they review every felony case that is brought by the district attorney's office in Deschutes County and their review of the case is to determine whether the evidence is strong enough for the case to go to trial and you know the uh the typical reaction to getting a, a jury duty summons is, oh no, I don't want to go. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a important duty. You know, I can say from inside the, the legal system, having jurors willing to come and serve is extremely important. It's the only way that we get things done. And it's an important, um, you know, civic obligation that we all have. I've actually served on a jury before. Um, as a, even though I was a prosecutor, I sat on a, a civil trial and it's really important. Uh, this is a little bit different. Uh, grand jury is a month long obligation. Uh, grand jury sits either Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday. And, uh, they hear a lot of felony cases coming through, uh, some really hard things that they have to decide, uh, but they do a great job and, uh, this last month, I talked to the grand juries at the end of the session, and I said, is there any way that we can make grand jury service better, uh, you know, to make it easier for people who want to serve? And one of the grand jurors made a suggestion to me that I think was really smart, 
uh, he said, you know, really the thing is when you get that summons, your first reaction is, oh, how, how do I get out of this? And he said, if I had known now what I, uh, what I, if I had known then what I know now, I would have not had that feeling. I would have said, I really want to serve because it's a great experience. You get to see so much of what goes on in the criminal justice system, how well the uh, law enforcement in Deschutes County works, and how the DA's office presents their cases in a, a professional manner. And he said, if you can just put the word out that it's really a good experience and people shouldn't be afraid of serving on the grand jury. So that's why I'm bringing that up. And word, you have put it out. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Gunnels, District Attorney for Deschutes County, here on the KBND Morning News. Steve, always great to see you. Thank you, Frank. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.